But I feel like every like everyone has like a show that they cult to. Like they're part of like cult to. Like they're part of a cult. Like like friends people are weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, they're not really weirdos. But <laughs> but like friends people, like they just latch onto friends and hate everything else. Yeah. And office people are like that too. Like I love the office, and it's pretty much office and fuck everything else. Parks and Recs is great. Oh, that show is funny too. But. I, I feel like people will have like one show that they gravitate to and like that's their show. For me, it's The Office. For some people, it's Friends. For some people, it, it could be, I don't, I don't know, uh, Cheers, uh, Monk, true. Seinfeld. Seinfeld's another one that I really love. Like, I just really love that show, dude. It's fucking, I, I don't know why, but it's just so nostalgic. Alright, welcome everybody to another episode of Thinking Twice, a post-grad live podcast from a multicultural lens. And this is the season two finale, because uh, I need a little break, even though I didn't put out a lot of episodes this this uh, this year. But with me, I'm joined by Eric, my uh, cousin's fiancé now, fiance, congratulations. yes, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how you been, man? I've been good. It's been a while since I've seen you. Yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, maybe Easter. No, it had to been after that. Um, you weren't at the Halloween party. I know that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that time uh, when we went uh, uh, club uh, hopping around in downtown. In downtown. Oh yeah, in the summer, right before I left Austin. Yes, that's yeah. the last time I. Yeah, saw that's you. right. That's right. That's like, a good night. That's a good night. Yeah, that was that was fun. Uh. But okay, let's let's uh, get into today's episode, which is uh, first time homeowner. So this is gonna be really great because I, I don't own the home, so I'm I'm curious to know how <laughs> how your process went like, and I'm sure some listeners would like to know what the what the process is like, what to expect, what not to expect. But uh, before we get into that, let's let's introduce everyone uh, to you. So let's start with an introduction. Uh, so where are you from? Where are you currently living? Uh, and your career field? Uh, uh, yeah. So I've been, I was born and I've been raised here in Houston, Texas for the last 28 years of my life. Uh, <laughs> uh, I went to college at the University of Houston, go Cougs. Go Cougs, Yes, huh? and I majored in accounting. Uh, so right now, I've been out of college since December 2019, so two years ago. And right now, I work at an accounting firm as a uh, tax person, so... You know, hit me up if you need some tax advice or whatnot. There we go. You. And it's, uh, I'm sorry, Eric Moreno, right? Yes, Moreno? sir. All right. So, uh, wow, accounting, huh? Yes. I mean, <laughs> number guy. Yeah, I, Big funny, number guy. Funny enough, I don't like math. Like, I don't. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why'd I, you get into it? <laughs> I guess, um, you know, I, I worked at a, like a small company at the time. Mm -hmm. And then an opportunity came up. I took it, and it was within a section of an accounting function job, and I liked, I guess, I just liked knowing about the business and whatnot. So, yeah, you were exposed to it early. Yeah, and then when I got to U of H, started taking my accounting classes, I said, okay, I like it for sure here, because it's relevant experience I already have. Yeah, and, and it's, it's at uh, Bauer, right? Bauer? Yeah, at Bauer. Bauer. We're we're on the come up, so we're on the come up. Yeah. Yes, we're we're up up there competing with uh McCombs, is it? Yeah, McCombs yeah. at uh, UT and uh, Maze at A and M. Maze at A and M, and I think it's uh, McCoy at uh, Texas State. 
Oh, yeah. And then uh, they got that other one at Texas Tech. Very good one, too. <sighs> Rawlings? No. I think or, it, something like that. I think something it, with yeah. the R, I believe. Something like that. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, so before we get into the topic, let's uh, cover some some current events. And I really do like these mics. So I'm actually not using the, the setup I usually have. I'm using uh, Eric's setup. And it's, it's pretty tight. I like it. It's really simple. really gets the job done. Yeah. So... Um, we're using the Bose headset. The I mean, Bose? I, I'm not getting uh, paid for this advertisement, yeah. <laughs> but Bose are some good headphones for just everyday listening. And th- and, and you use these for for uh, actually, for I gaming? use I use these Bose for gaming, and I used to use those Turtle Beaches that you're wearing, that, uh, which are also good for gaming. Turtle Beach. For, oh, okay. I, I don't game, so I, I don't. Yeah, so Turtle Beach, pretty good brand. Pretty good brand. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna look into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk some current events because. Um, there's a lot going on. Uh, I guess we could start with. Let's talk. Let's start with this Omicron. Oh <laughs> man, don't get me started on that. <laughs> it's it's crazy. You got your booster? Or? Uh yes. Yeah, so I'm well. I'm just vaccinated, Moderna. So of course the first and second shot. But I haven't gotten a booster. Hmm. Um, only reason I say that is because um, it took a while for me to get my vaccine. Maybe about a year and almost. Almost two years. Really? So it took me about 18 months to get it yeah. from the start of the pandemic because I just got the shot back in October. Oh, recently? Yes, Your recently. first dose? Well, the first and second dose within the month of October. Within the month of October? Yes. Damn, okay. Were you skeptical at first or um, are you just lazy to set up the appointment? And I, was, I was skeptical at first and then even days before leading up to the vaccine appointment, mm. I was still kind of debating it um, because... I was just thinking, you know, I've been to all these different places, uh, been around all these different peoples, and I didn't catch anything. Yeah. So I was grateful at the same time, but then at the same time, I was also thinking that must mean I have, I have a good immune system. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I ate my veggies. That's <laughs> why I was hesitant, but I just said, you know what, I'll just get it. Not for me, but, you know, for the people around me, of course. That's good. So I got it for them. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to get your uh, booster coming up or? Because um, Omicron is spreading fast here. Yeah, I actually it's like got a it. Wildfire. Oh, yeah. I got it here. Um, don't know how. I'm not going to blame uh, the UH <laughs> uh, <laughs> basketball center because I was there when, when I think I got exposed to it. But I'm <laughs> not going to blame them. I don't know how I got it. Uh, I just got it. I'll blame yeah. the city of Houston. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of those crazy things you just but get it. No, but it's spreading like wildfire. It just uh everywhere it's uh people that were, i think i think people that were vaccinated are now getting in and i know a lot of people that didn't like went two almost two years without it and then finally boom here it is you got covid yeah and all those testing <clears throat> centers that i see around my neighborhood um but they're, they're filled they're full they're ass packed dude uh even like uh the stores that sell the to to go or the at home kits. Oh like, yeah, it's all. I saw that there were no more in the stores. Or it's that... cr- it's crazy, man. They, there's there's not a lot of places right now that have it, and uh, I I mean I bought some. I bought three actually, and they're they're not that expensive, but it adds up. Like if you buy like four or five, it adds up. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, as I cough, <laughs> no, but but uh, I I did what the CDC required. I I isolate I stayed isolated and. Uh, Waited my 10 days, and uh, but it was crazy. It was crazy because the symptoms weren't the same. Like mm-hmm. It felt like I had a, a minor cold or a minor, minor, minor symptoms. I remember uh, I usually get like um, allergies, especially when I leave Houston and come to Houston because 
the humidity is just insane. Oh here. yeah, it's horrible here. It's insane. And then when I leave it, I don't know. It I don't know. But uh, but yeah. So everybody out there, just be safe. Omicron is yeah. Uh, just uh, do, what I say is just you know wear your mask if you're sick or you know you're going somewhere. Uh, practice good hygiene, of course. Yeah. Wash your uh, hands. Yeah, and I guess that's pretty much it, you know. And eat healthy, be healthy. and It's crazy because, like, if you go back and listen to the first episode I recorded, I talk about, like, oh, what do you think of this uh, coronavirus <laughs> that's in, like, Paris or, like, Japan or whatever. No, it was China. Do you think it'll hit the States? And, and like, that was, like, the topic. And, like, yeah. fuck, it hit. And we got it. And, you know, whatever. Just crazy how this pandemic has is going to year two, season two of of, of the coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, there even you see, you see it also like in the in the media or just in popular fiction, TV shows like South Park, yeah. making full blown specials about COVID. It's crazy, and I like South Park for doing that. Yeah, it just makes it makes the situation more, funnier. Yeah, well, yeah, it makes the situation <laughs> funnier and, and I guess more relatable. Uh, okay, let's let's go to some bowl game talk. Some bowl game. Oh, let's get it. So the SEC didn't do, it's not doing so hot. No, they're not. They're trash. My U of H Cougars actually beat Auburn. Did you think they were going to win at first? Like, did you um, did you have hope? I or? was a little spectacle because Auburn did give a good fight to Alabama, who yeah. we know is in one of the semifinal championship games. Yeah. But I also knew U of H just had a bad game against Cincinnati, and that happens. Really? You know. that- I, uh, I watched that game. I mean, I, I was I was watching it back and forth with uh, the Georgia. Well, yeah, I guess it was a uh, was it the Iron Bowl or SEC champ? It was the SEC championship. SEC championship, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Cincinnati did win, uh, pretty good, and um, Georgia obviously lost. I, I I didn't know what to expect. I mean, Auburn went in with like six six games. Uh, when like I think they were six and seven, six and seven, yeah. And um, I was like, oh, maybe they'll win, maybe they're not. Uh, it's just SEC's been doing horrible. Yeah, actually, someone who's I believe they're undefeated. Uh, because Maryland won today, and that's the Big Ten. Wow, yeah. and that's where Michigan's from. So it's gonna be interesting on Friday to see what happens. Yeah, they won fifty-four to ten against Virginia Tech. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Iowa and Clemson are going at it right now. Oh no, they already finished. Clemson won. <laughs> what was the score on that uh, game? Twenty to thirteen against Iowa State. Yeah, I'm so, surprised Clemson fell off this season. Yeah, they were like they've been a, been a powerhouse like these past few years, and and they just had a few losses. Do you think that'll happen to Alabama? Like they'll have like they'll no. start like slowly going to no, shit. No, that team is. If I w- I don't I mean I would have liked to play college football. I mean, not saying I have the body, but it's something that would have been definitely cool to do. But so, if, so okay, so like you would have liked to go, like if you were okay. So let's go back to high school. You're, you're getting recruited by all schools. right. Do we? Do you go to a program where you're guaranteed a championship? But maybe there's not a lot of playing time. Maybe there is, but but you're guaranteed a championship, and maybe maybe you'll go to the NFL, or do you go to a school where it's semi cool, but you'll get definitely playing time. Uh, you could bring a program. From a shitty program to a great program, like what? Where would you go? Like, where would you choose? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, let's say for the sake of the conversation, I'm a quarterback. You're a quarterback. All right. So I know a school is going to need me for sure. For sure, you're gonna be playing. Um, I think I would go to maybe like, as much as I would hate hate to say it, but or admit it, I would go to a big name school. Big name school. Big name school. Yeah. 
But but a big name championship school or a big name I think, school that has potential to be like I think championship game yeah. because I know so you'll go to Bama or for so let's say uh, Bama if, or Clemson if I graduated high school back in 2012 so that's when Bama was well I mean they've always Ohio been State. hot yeah Ohio State was Ohio good. State was also up there Oregon I believe Oregon was up there too uh, LSU mm-hmm. so I think there were a lot of schools like you mentioned that had big championship potential yeah. Um, so let's say Alabama wasn't in in the cards. I think I would have picked LSU yeah. next. LSU would have been a good one to go to. Uh, I think I think I would go to a semi big school. Like I think I I think I would have. I always say I always say this. Like if like if I could if I would have gone to school out of state, I would have been like to Michigan mm-hmm. somewhere somewhere in the Big Ten. Um, just Michigan, not Ohio State, <laughs> not Ohio State. <laughs> Uh, uh, but Michigan or Wisconsin, like th- th- that atmosphere just looks cool. Like, yeah, especially like Wisconsin when they're doing the jump. Oh jump, yeah. Jump. Uh, but let's say for example, just to add one more thing, let's say for example, I was maybe like a skill position, like a wide receiver. Yeah. So you know, there's two starting wide receivers, so it gives you more of an opportunity to be on the starting lineup. If I was a wide receiver or a cornerback, mm-hmm. I think I would go to like one of those big name schools that was just big and of course had potential and maybe like within the Big Ten or ACC mm-hmm. or Pac-12. Pac-12. Maybe Pac- Oregon. Pac-12 is fun. Uh, it feels like they don't care a lot like the SEC or like the ACC like about football, but I don't know. It's, 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 it's the West Coast. It's a little weird. Yeah, I think all of those schools have a lot of potential to be USC, championship contenders, UCLA, yeah. especially since they're historic, like you mentioned. Yeah, UCLA, USC, teams. Oregon, of course. Uh, who's over there, too? Paco is, is, is interesting. It's a fun fun little side of, uh, of the, the, the Power Five. Um, but one other thing, do you, who do you – well, two things. All right, let's, let's, let's go with this one. Do you think it's going to affect – College football is going to get affected by by this new NCAA. Like, do you pay them? I, I think a lot of things. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be a, a advantageous for big schools that have yes, money. Yes, I think. And the alumni that. that um, I, I for sure feel like a lot of the smaller schools are going to get left out because of this. Yeah. Um, especially, like, if you're just, like, in some random college town. And, I mean... You're not gonna get all that publicity unless you're established already. Well, because like so, the, like the the athletes are not gonna like the, the the university can't pay them. Right. They can't, but it's they can take. Uh, you know, they could take. Let me see. What does it say here? You you could solicit endorsement deals. You could sell your own merch. You can make money off social media accounts. You can be an influencer. So I think a lot of these places that are like in semi good towns. And semi-big schools, like, they're going to take advantage of this. Right. Like, I mean, Austin, UT. Oh, of course. Strong alumni that, that I told you, like, will play players. Like, alumni will pay players to come. Uh, they will get deals. They will get whatever. And so that attracts players. Like, maybe you might not go to the NFL, but if you have a chance to make a little money when you're in college, why not? That is true. I mean, where, where are you going to go? Like, the potential that you have to make money in like you in austin compared to i don't know college station yeah i mean i'm all college <laughs> station's close to houston then that's a bad example but i mean i think that's going to take into consideration if you're a kid and you want to make some money and you want to go to like 
You're not going to pick a small school. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's, I mean, I wouldn't pick a small school. I would pick a big school. I would yeah, pick somewhere yeah. where the, the, there's, there's a city, somewhere where I could get endorsements, somewhere. I mean, how many endorsement opportunities are going to be in small towns compared to a big city? That is true. And you, that's, UH is going to be, they're going to benefit from this. There's, yeah, we, we have our influences here, you know. But I mean, I, fucking, but, what's, what's the guy that owns the Rockets? Uh, uh, for T. Oh, no, yeah, that guy's going to put a lot. Dude, of, he's gonna, he could influence heavy on, on, on you the know, team. You some, know, if something that could really make, I guess, Houston, U of H, big, but I think it'll benefit, like, the other colleges as well, is if somehow Fertitta and a bunch of lobbyists get together and convince Texas to legalize gambling. That would it, be insane. That would be insane that for college insane. football. Yeah. Imagine all the bets also placed on uh, Texas high school football. Yeah. Jeez. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, a lot of talent is, that goes into college football comes from Texas and uh, California. Yeah. A lot, a lot and, of, like a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. A lot of quarterbacks from Texas. That's crazy. I didn't even think of that sports gambling. I, I, I guess I really think about it because we don't, I mean, we don't gamble here. Yep. Well, not legally. I mean, I, I, I don't gamble at all. Yeah. But, not, <laughs> but people like, you know, you can't gamble legally. Like You can't go on, on sports apps and, and start placing those bets. So I think that's a great point. I think uh, that would affect just in general, like money here, like the income for sports and, and shit. Yeah, but but back to the topic at hand. Yeah, like if you told me, all right, you have the full ride at um, SMU in Dallas. I'm like, okay, you know. And at USC, um, we'll give you a one-year scholarship, right? And mm. then you kind of have to prove yourself, you know, and we will give you a three-year scholarship. After that. Right, and I'm like, okay, so I have to pay some out-of-pocket costs at USC, but I'm going to go with USC. Just because of the name, the, name? the market. If LA? I play LA, yeah. if I play well enough mid through the season and I build some hype around me, I you know network, not network. See, but it's it's crazy because so at Texas State, like you know, you know, there's they have a football team that's not that big. When I got to Austin and I started like looking up at players, bro, these players have thousands of followers. These dudes like, are verified. They're on verified on fucking Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. Blows my mind. Freshman verified. Yep. Just because they play, just because they play, and that opens up a lot of opportunities, yeah, a I, lot to create. I think a lot of the, yeah, like a lot of these kids, they know the power of social media, so they start taking advantage. Like if I'm a freshman coming up in high school, and you know, I know I'm a good quarterback because I've been like <clears throat> playing for years, and I'm mm. at a really good high school, I'm going to get a team together and be like, hey, manage my social media and all that, put my highlight reels. Dude, you know all yeah. that they start and then by the time they get to their freshman year of college they already have endorsements endorsements lined up dude if you yeah if, you, if you're a good uh, athlete and you have a those those even even those content skills like to make great posts and, and yeah dude that's opportunity there but see see but who's going to benefit from that clout right it's going to be the big schools it's going to be those schools that already established their their brand image or brand uh equity mm-hmm. and so you're just riding off that right like you're just you know, I think at like a school like Alabama who has great brand equity, if you go in there, like you're going to make money, even though it's a small town. Yeah, it's a small town, but look at that alumni power. Look at all the championships they won in the past yeah. 10 years. Like it's, it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be crazy. But let's move on from that. You tell me who's going to win. Uh, between Georgia and Michigan, I'm going to go with Michigan. My gut okay. feeling says Michigan. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would, uh, yeah. And for Alabama and Cincinnati, as much as I would like Cincinnati to win, I think Alabama is just going to show why they're Alabama. 
Okay. And then overall? Oof. I think I think overall Michigan might win it. I think they're just more hungry for yeah. it. Like not saying Alabama ain't hungry, but Michigan hasn't been here in a while and they're just gonna go all out. Well you saw what they, they did to Ohio State. That was yeah, fucking nuts. I did. I did see uh, that. <laughs> I, I agree. I think uh I think Georgia and Michigan, I think Michigan will take it. Uh, I would be really surprised if Georgia does win. Uh but I I uh I, I I really want Michigan to win. I like I like the coach Harbaugh. I th- I think uh, I think they're hungry for it too, and they and I'm sure they've stayed healthy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're doing whatever they can to stay healthy and and have these safety protocols with uh, COVID and everything, so that they don't have players opted. Alabama and Cincinnati. I think it's going to be a close game. I think they're going to go neck to neck. I really do. And if it does get to that, I I think that Alabama will win. They always come out winning in those yep. games. Um, but I'm hoping for a blowout. I hope Cincinnati blows out of that. And another, uh, I mean, and, 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 and on the other hand, I would like to see Cincinnati. That's the only way I see Cincinnati winning. I, if, if they get like a 14-point lead, I see them winning. But if Alabama comes close and, if, and it comes down to the, like the last 30 seconds and it's a tight game or Alabama has a ball to win, Alabama's going to take it away. Yeah, it's going to be a very physical game, especially since Cincinnati. I mean, mm-hmm. you've seen the players from Alabama. These dudes look – they're NFL ready. Yeah. and Yeah, they're from Southern boys. Yeah. They're Southern boys. So it's going to be physical. Okay. Uh, we're hoping for Michigan. So there it is. We're hoping for Michigan to yes. win it all. We'll check back on the next uh, podcast for the results. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go into the topic of uh, first-time homeowner. But let me, let me get a quick beer first. All right, uh, so let's into the topic, first-time homeowner. So I guess let's start with this. How did you know it was time to, to go after out. a home? Yeah, uh, to move out, to get your own place. I think just when, you know, you're trying to get your own privacy with yeah. your partner. Um, and then, like, when you're at home, you, sh- you start doing certain, you start doing things a certain way, like maybe, like, who you're living with it bothers them or uh you know you just need your own space sometimes yeah. um so i think that was when we both knew uh that it was time to move out respectively and whatnot yeah so but other than that i think it had uh, part, uh before moving into the house um we had always lived with our parents uh-huh. so there was that so i think and then by that time of course one of us was finishing college and the other one was finishing their second degree. So I think it was just time to, you know, let's get our own space. And then apart from that, I had been with my fiance for seven years at the time. So seven or six, six. <laughs> yes. So by that time, you know, okay, you know, we need our own place now. Start thinking about a family, you know, the next steps in the relationship. So that also kind of played a role as well. Yeah. So a little bit of both, like on, both. Wanting, wanting your own privacy. And then if you're with someone, of course, you kind of think about, all right, uh, where are we in the relationship? And is it, is it time to get our own place? Where is it going? Yeah. Yeah. But you guys live together, though, right? You and my cousin. Shout, shout out my cousin, Jenny. Yes. Shout out. So we lived together for about a year and a half or so. Okay. And then that's why I had mentioned, you know, uh, it again, just depending who you live with, like, they want certain things done, you know, no, no hate, but it's just, of course, you may have your uh, ticks or whatever, 
like that person may want you to not be so loud at night or like don't have the lights on things yeah, like it's, that it's, yeah little things like that that like annoy roommates and stuff yeah yeah, yeah I, I could see kind of like the same thing you would have as roommates but you know you have your separate rooms in a big old house yeah but, and, and and like especially like living at like at someone else's uh like when they're the owners of the house yeah kind of like i have to listen to them. I mean, yeah it's kind of like they're, they own the house you know can't can't just walk into to the house and you know put your feet on the couch or whatever or you know eat in the couch I mean, sometimes I eat in my living room to watch the TV there. Yeah. But I know, like, if other homeowners, for example, they don't like eating in the in the living room. Yeah. So, no, each house is different. And and how come you didn't think of uh, apartments? Just wondering. Um. Well, since we're both, I guess, like business oriented majors, yeah. uh, a cool thing is that, like, well, you we both know, both are accountants. Yes, we're both accountants. <laughs> the number family. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so we just thought about okay, what makes more sense? What makes more sense for our for our dollar? Oh yeah. So a lot of spreadsheets out there. Huh? Yeah, so yeah, something like that actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we said okay, you know, I know in an apartment, uh, the same the same that you would pay monthly for an apartment or for a lease, it's almost the same as you would pay for a mortgage. For a mortgage, each month. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was one thing. Like okay, let's buy you know an asset. That's the accountant and us talking. Mm. Let's buy an asset that we can have and it'll have value over time. Look at us, accountants. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You guys that's it. how we thought about it. They say, okay, what well, will give us more equity when we sell it? And, you know, property, land, that's always going to be That's there. always going to be, yeah. Yep, that's it's not going be. anywhere. Okay, so, so you guys, you know, you guys talked about it. You're like, okay, fuck it, let's move out. Yep. So what was that search process like? What were some of the first steps? uh what was what were y'all looking for just really that that that, that first step like you decide you want to buy a house what goes on like all right so even before we had already uh before the initial call happened with the uh loan officer that was exciting actually really that was like the first big boy move for calling big the loan man officer? yeah calling the loan officer saying hey I'm trying to get a loan for a house, run the numbers. <laughs> wow, okay. But we'll get into that. But the search process itself, we had actually started looking at houses um, before calling the officer, like on Zillow and on HRA, HR something. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, the little the apps. one. Yeah. yeah. So we started looking at houses there and then just kind of getting an idea of, uh, okay, if we live up in spring, $200,000 gets us this. If we move over there by second work, you know, East End, Two hundred thousand dollars gets you a small house, (laughs) a one bedroom, one bath, because it's you know gentrification going on over there. And then we said, okay, what about in the Bel Air area or like down here in the South Two Eighty Eight Airport area, uh, which we're at now. So we already kind of had an idea, okay, where we'll depending on how much we can get or how much we're willing to buy for the whole house. um, That's the area we'll go to. but the search itself, of course, it's, it's actually kind of fun and then frustrating because you have so many houses wow. that you go through. And then, like you say, OK, I like the front yard on this one, but it doesn't have a backyard or I like the backyard doesn't have a front yard. Yeah. Or like this house is big and square footage, but there's no yard anywhere. There's no yard. Uh... So you have a lot of uh, like those headaches or just frustrations where you can't seem to find the house. Um. But then after that, you keep looking, right, refining your searches, talking to your partner or just talking, you know, thinking you to yourself, okay, what's, what can I sacrifice to get like everything I want? Mm -hmm. Um, And then you start making a list and then 
forward to the Another loan spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> well, forward to the loan <laughs> officer. You tell them, hey, run the numbers. You know, this is all my information. Then they give you what's called a pre-approval. Okay. Yeah. The, so yeah. that's the amount that you know you're pre-approved for. Okay. Um. And then once the loan officer told us that, um, we got in contact with the realtor because we had already mentioned to him who our realtor was. Okay. Um, and funny enough, they knew each other because they uh, work together. They usually like recommend each other. Yeah, right? that's how that's, exactly yeah. happens. Uh, so they talked to each other and said, okay, I'm sending you the letter of pre-approval, pre-approval slash approval, whatever to you. And this is how much they can get. Um, and then, so these are the houses in which the range must be, of course. Mm-hmm. So once, uh, she said, okay, send me the list of your houses. We sent the list. And we started looking at the houses, I believe, the very next day, if I'm does, not mistaken. Does it like, oh, shit. That yeah, happened. that fast. It ha- this call happened on a Friday evening as I was going to Lowe's to look for stuff to cover my pipes because it was that right before that freeze in February. The freeze, yeah. Oh, shit. That was earlier this year then. Yeah. Wow. And then on Saturday morning, we were with the realtor looking at houses already. Shit. That was so this, this process is fast. So... Or, sorry, I got two uh, two questions. Uh, one, do you like does a realtor have access to everything? Like to like you just give him the address and that you saw for sale, and he's gonna figure out a way to get in there, or or like yeah. So what happens is that you send your list of houses that you found like on Zillow or HAR. Uh, you send the list of houses to the realtor, and what they do, they get in contact with the seller's agent. Which is basically another realtor. Another realtor. Yep. Oh, and so there's like double realtors. Yeah, one realtor for someone who's buying and then for someone who's, who's selling. selling. Oh. So they get in, in touch with the realtor that's selling and they say, hey, I have a couple of clients that are interested in the house. They verify their credentials, making sure no one's scamming no one. No one's scamming <laughs> no one. Yeah, <laughs> because I could call someone and say, hey, I have these two people that are looking for the house. Well, how do I know that you're a legit realtor? Yeah, how do you know? Oh, yeah. how do you know that? So they, I guess, I mean, I'm not sure if that's the exact same process, but that's just me in, in accounting thinking, verifying yeah. on the other end. So they verify each other's credentials, and then usually the keys are already at the door, but they're in a lockbox. And they, they So they just... give them the combination, and that's how you get in. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. I always figured it was one realtor that was just like... They kind of had all the keys. That had the keys, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Or like I felt like... If the house was on Zillow, then you have to go through Zillow to look oh, at it okay. or like through hard properties or, or whatever. But okay. And so, so the next question I had was like, how was the, the, the financing process? I know you said it, it works fast, but was that like, was that something that you were intimidating? Like, were you like, um, I mean, not, well, me, not necessarily. You said it was a boss move though. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you're calling this guy, Hey, I'm willing to, uh, being debt for a quarter of a milli <laughs> <laughs> or depending on the price range you of the want, house yeah, yeah. yeah. so you're, you're basically if you think about it like take my savings big picture take my money yeah. i'm about to be in debt for i don't know how many decades yeah hopefully not of course you pay yeah. within a reasonable time but yeah those are some of the things that i guess you're thinking as they put you on hold and you wait on that little ele- you listen to the little elevator music um, so I, I i actually looked into it um I looked into it right when the pandemic started. You know, my mom's like, hey, you know, yeah, look into it. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you're kicking me out. Like, I'm having fun. <laughs> like, I don't have to pay rent. Uh, but no, I, I, you know, I was like, let me just look into it. Because, you know, as a veteran, I had the, the, 
a home loan uh, guarantee or something like that. Yeah, that's a veteran's benefit. Do you get? Did you get that or no? Uh, no. Well, there were certain restrictions, um, mm. but unfortunately not. So, but still, um, what's still got a good rate? Good rate. That's good. So, like they 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 did that and they 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 ran my numbers and um they didn't officially give me the the letter of of um pre-approval but they gave me they gave me a list of what i needed to work on because of my student loans and because some fucking mistakes that i did when i was 18 yeah <laughs> but i mean i i, I whatever they, they told me to do i cleaned it up quick because it wasn't a lot like it was yeah. just quick and and i just did not want to go through the process you know i was like yeah, I, it's, it's, it was good because they told me what I needed to do to improve my my credit, which I did, and my credit is is good now. But but I was just like, dude, like I do not want to go through more process like this of like. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of paperwork when you start because I know I mean the thing that they do to get your pre approval, I believe, is just kind of run like your basic finances uh-huh. that you give them through your social. So it's basically like they run a credit report, right, among you and the person that you're buying the house with. Yeah. So they run like a, I guess, like a deep credit run. But when they really start analyzing like your your whole, you know, how much your word, how much debt you have is when you start submitting all the paperwork, like bank statements, copies of your tax returns for the past three years. It's insane how much. Yeah, yeah. they ask for a lot. Pay stubs. Yeah. Um, and then if something doesn't check out, you have to provide an explanation. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I have a like a joint bank account with my mom that I got way back when mm-hmm. I was in well out of high school because I was working and then I said, Oh, if you ever need anything, here you go. So when they checked I guess my bank account information, they said, Who's this person on the account on your checkings account? Oh, that's my mom. And then they said, Okay, can you write a letter? Uh can you tell your mom to write a letter saying Oh, yes, all the funds uh, belong to Eric Moreno. Mm. I don't have any control over the funds. Oh. So if things come up like that, you're going to have to provide Actually letters. Explanations and, and yep. shit. Damn. Yeah, that, that part always seems hectic for me, and I think it's hectic for a lot of people. But, but, but you, did, you said you had a smooth process, and I think it's been improving. Yeah. Been um, and then when we, Everything's going digital now, too. Yeah, like, yeah everything was upload, scan and, scan and upload, or just nothing but like the... Um, the e-files where you sign and send off. Okay. So, so you, you got your, you got the, you got the loan. You looked at houses when you saw this house that we're in. <laughs> I mean, tell me about that. How did, how, how did you know this was it? And, 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 and what was it like to furnish this place and to decorate? Cause you guys got lovely furniture. It, it, you guys oh, got the, you. the whole uh, Christmas decoration. Oh, I like yeah. it. Uh, but I'm sure, like, when you guys, like, because I can imagine, because I just moved to my apartment in Austin, and I'm like, damn it, I have to buy this, I have to buy that. <laughs> I can imagine for, for a whole house, so, how, so what, was, what was all that like? Yeah, so, so just from the beginning of that question, uh, we, were, we looked at maybe about 10 different houses with the realtor. Mm-hmm. All of them that we looked at, they were like, basically all the ones that we looked at had exactly what we were asking for, uh, which was like a front yard and a backyard for our dog, and of course, like a nice large size for just the house itself um but the difference with this house that we ended up on was that it was a new construction house uh-huh. so you could smell the paint still fresh uh, okay and everything was in working order um nothing was like needing possible future repairs because when you're looking at a house you also have to look at okay is there something that i might need to fix within the next five years uh. big things big ticket items would be like the roof 
uh, maybe the walls, the ceilings, and of course the big one where the house sits, the foundation. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you don't want to, so make sure, you know, when you're looking at houses, make sure like, okay, the house doesn't seem that beat up because a lot of they they do remodel like a lot of these houses and they look nice especially especially like within the city where like yeah. gentrification is going on uh-huh so they remodel a lot of these houses make them look nice but make sure you look uh beneath the skin or like on behind the drywall <laughs> make sure the studs are all there and everything you'd yeah. be surprised yeah no i bet yeah and then when the inspector came out here he inspected the house and said yeah everything looks pretty good i don't see anything wrong with it just that there's no grass in the front but the the seller said that they're gonna put grass because we had we had bidded on a house as well prior to this one and when the inspection report came back a lot of things were wrong oh my god and we were gonna go through with it and buy it except for one night i couldn't sleep and it was like 2 a.m and then i turned around to well, my now fiance and I said, hey, I don't feel good about the house. It has all these things. We might need to replace the roof. I don't like it. And then she just said, are you sure? So, yes, I don't like it. And then the next thing you know, in the morning, I tell the realtor, hey, tell the guy the deal's off. I don't like the house. Man. I straight up told the realtor the house looks like. That probably felt like a boss too. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I had to tell this person, hey, the house looks like crap. We're not going to buy it. So, so you mentioned the inspector. Is the inspector someone that like you know or is it someone that you could hire or yeah so the inspector you hire from a third-party company it can be anywhere so the way i found my inspector was just put house inspector on google and then i (laughs) just yeah and then i just looked for like a company that had like the most uh, good verified like high star reviews um and then i guess the quality of how the the inspection firm is is just uh from the first impression I know they say that in business, but it applies in life. When the lady answered, she was very nice and helpful, got all my details, um, and then told me the time and date the inspector would mm-hmm. come to the house. And then she sent me a follow-up email, follow-up reminder saying, hey, the inspector's coming tomorrow. And in the morning, she said, hey, the inspector's on the way already. This is just your courtesy call, you know, to start going to the house if you're not oh, already there. Okay. So I was like, oh, I like this company. So that's when they inf- inspected the first house. And then when I called again, uh, they pulled up my information, right? Yeah. And they said, oh, what happened with the other house? I said, oh, it didn't look good and whatnot. <laughs> or like, oh, we're sorry about that. So they were very friendly. Did they, did they charge you per visit? Or yeah, what? Okay. so unfortunately, it was about, it's expensive too. I bet. Like $500. So imagine you look at two houses that you really like. That, that you're in. But at the second house also fails the inspection because you're also looking at the second one now. So now you're short a thousand. So that's a thousand. Yeah. And let's say you look at one more, but you know that's it. You and your wife or you and your partner, wherever, uh, you say, okay, this is the one for sure. Mm-hmm. Now you got to shell out another 500. And Shit. that 500 depends because the bigger the house, the bigger the, uh, the fee. The fee is. So. Oh my God. I guess try to get it right on the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask you uh, before continuing with, with, with what I had just asked you. Um, did you have anybody that was like kind of like guiding you or helping you or advising you on like the process of buying a house? Like, like did your, your folks help you out or, or uh, older siblings or? So unfortunately, well, my parents uh, never really bought a house. Right. Uh, well, now they're kind of like in a process, kind of like a rent to own process, but not fully like this process as we know it now. Th- yeah. So the ones that were helping me was, uh, were, well, one of my best friends yeah. along with his wife who had purchased a house back in 2018. Okay. So they, they've, recent. yeah, they've had a house for a little bit now. 
So they were the ones kind of guiding us in the process, telling us, hey, when you call a loan officer, this is what they're going to ask you. When you get with the realtor, showing you the houses, make sure you ask for this in the house, ask for this, ask for like insurance of the foundation. Mm -hmm. Like if there's insurance for like appliances that they left here yeah. or that come with the house, things like that. That's great. So that was, that was a good uh, hand to have. And to, yeah, no, that's really good because, I mean, I, I imagine uh, going through this by yourself, you're like, well, are they, you know, sometimes we get skeptical, especially like when buying, like, oh, did I buy the right, like, do I do we or did, yeah, you know, it's, it's not like, shit like that. Who can I ask if I ask the right questions? Yeah. So when we would finish talking to the realtor, uh, we would actually call up my friend and his, her wife, his wife, sorry. And we would say, hey, we just got off with the realtor, and this is what they're saying. What should we say? And this is what we ask. What should we ask? Oh, okay. So we had a person or two people feeding us questions. That's good. <laughs> no, that's really good to have that, that resource because, I mean, you think, you know, you think you know it, and then, you know, if you don't know about the roof, well, fuck. I yeah, and then, and then also about the financials, kind of like asking, okay, you know, what what's, you know, what's better in this situation, like an FHA or a conventional, like those type of things. Yeah. Damn. So, so you, 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 you saw this house, the inspector said, yeah, yeah the so bones I are saw, good. So I saw this house, um, my fiance saw this house, and I said, it looks pretty good. We have like a monochromatic team, team going, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I did see that. I like that. Kinda. We might change the color in a few years from now. Yeah, but it's, it's still good for now. Yeah. It's so, just, so how is it how is it furnishing it? I like your fridge, well. <laughs> yeah, so the only furniture that we got was just like the dishwasher, the stove, and the overhead microwave. Mm -hmm. The fridge was not included. So we bought that fridge maybe about two weeks after we moved into the house. Um and then after that the living room where the dining set came in, then the living room. Uh, so did you take it like piece room by room or like the essentials first? Or how? We were the essentials first. Okay. The essential, of course, was the um, the fridge. The fridge, right. And then we were starting to have people over. And then we said, okay, where can they sit while we eat? Well, we got the dining room set. Yeah, and yeah. then we said, okay, but now people are going to want to stay for a little longer, chill. And that's how we got the couches. That's how you got the couches? And then... Uh, Maybe months later after that, we didn't have that TV that you see in the living room now. Oh, really? Yeah. So we bought that maybe like two, three, well, no, like three, four months ago. So you kind of like just slowly build, yeah. put them together? Because the only room that's really furnished is just the bedroom the be yeah, and, the, and the home office. And the home office. I like we're that. still working on that. It, but yeah, the only, those are the only two rooms that were furnished or are fully furnished right yeah, now. Yeah, and the Christmas decoration <laughs> was complete pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting because I think that's another thing that people, especially like, I mean, moving to an apartment, when you move to your first apartment, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't have shit. I only have like whatever's in my bedroom. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. So any, any, uh, any, so you, I know you mentioned the painting, but other than that, do you, do you foresee any future projects? In this house, or do you kind of just want to keep it as uh, a bit? Future projects, maybe like a little coffee table in the little, kitchen. Yeah, a little breakfast table. Yeah, some more portraits. Yeah. Um, and then furnish the two rooms, well, the two bedrooms with like some TVs. Just like something small something for the small. guests. Yeah. Um, apart from that, big expansion projects, maybe like a deck outside. A deck, yeah. It would be That'd nice be to nice. have for like a yeah, barbecue. Too. Yeah, a little barbecue. Yeah, for watching the college football games. <laughs> Uh, but something that I would add to that is uh, 
like when while you're doing the home buying process is uh of course don't quit your job don't take out a credit card don't take out a loan anything that will run your credit don't do it don't do it yeah so don't run up your credit cards wait keep them down yeah 30 percent rule yeah don't buy any furniture for sure you can buy all the furniture on credit or on cash after you do the purchase because uh-huh. how i explain that for every little uh, inconvenience there is mm-hmm. they'll ask you to write a letter and now I just remember that I deposited a check that I got for about a thousand dollars, and then the banks and then the loan officer company, whatever they said, hey, by the way, we also saw this deposit of a thousand dollars last month. What was that about? Damn. So I had to explain what it was from, which was uh, basically a payment from my insurance company. That's crazy, man. They're on you. Yeah. So those things that I just mentioned, make sure you do that and you'll be fine throughout the home buying process. Sheesh. That was good. That's good advice, though, because I know like a lot of people always think about like, oh, uh, but like I said, like, I, like, I mean, who, who do you go talk to first, especially, you know, you don't have that experience. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not every day you go buy a house, you know? Yeah. And I know maybe like some older uncles or aunts or whatever, but the buying process is totally and different it, now. It, yeah. And it, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. It's probably way different than it was 30, 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, you could fucking look at houses through your phone now. Like, yeah. Like imagine that, right? You you pull up the the house you want to look at and you, I mean, it gives you the address and you just take a look at it yourself. Shit. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much on on that. I think uh, that'll probably benefit a lot of a lot of potential first time homeowners listening. Hopefully, that helps out. Um, but let's move on to this next uh, part of the the podcast that I like to call the closeout Q and A. And so the closeout Q and A. I mean, you could answer these to your interpretation. There's no right or wrong. Kind of just want to see um, what you think and how you're feeling about it. But I'll start with question number one. What is the best pe- uh, piece of advice you've ever received and why? Hmm. I thought I would be prepared for this question, but I'm still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's a, somebody, uh, one of my guests last week, asked, or last podcast episode asked me that, and I didn't know how to answer it. But. I think I know how to answer it, but I'll come back to it. Let's come back to it. All right, uh, question number two. If you can grab a drink with anyone in the world, past or current, uh, who would it be and why? Oof, I would probably pick Nikola Tesla. I heard about that guy. Yeah, even though I'm not into science like that, but when it comes to a lot like of conspiracy theories around him. Yeah. It was is that is that part of the reasoning why, yes. And then also just to kinda like, how did you even come up with all these things? Like what did you see or what did you do that just made you think about this? He uh he did he invent something? I mean uh, he's accused of time traveling. Yes. Well, he invented a lot of things. Like I mentioned, I'm not a big science person, so yeah. I couldn't tell you exactly what he invented per se, but I know for sure he was ahead of his time. Yeah, I know he's, he, I mean, he was an inventor. I mean, he was an electric engineer known for his contribution to the design of the modern alternating current electricity supply system. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's accused of time traveling. There's a lot of theories on that. Um, I think he wrote books too. No, mm-hmm. he might have wrote books about like his inventions. It, uh, is he the reason why Tesla's Tesla, like the company, like Elon Musk? I well, probably, probably, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Google here. Yeah. Uh, so it was founded in 2003 by entrepreneurs. 
uh, Martin Eberhard and Mark Tappernan and was named after the Siberian American inventor Nikola Tesla. So there you go. Wow. Wait, is Elon Musk related to this guy? Well, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that yeah, that, that that's an interesting one because he he like like we mentioned and repeating again, he's has like all these crazy theories about him, accused of time traveling, and like I know there's some connection with Donald Trump too. Oh, Have you heard of that? Oh yes, the one with about the book about Donald Trump. The book about Donald Trump, how I, he was like, uh, I think Donald Trump's grandfather. Oh yes, I think he worked with Tesla. He worked with Nikola Tesla, and uh, they did some time traveling together. And there's like old pictures of. Uh, Baron Donald Trump's son and how like he is also a time traveler. Yes, like it's crazy. Okay, yes. There's like all these weird connections. Uh, that's interesting. That's good. Okay. Uh, out of all the places you traveled, uh, what's your favorite place and why? Sheesh. I've actually done a lot of traveling this past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, some places I've been were uh, D.C., Boston, New York. And also got to go to Cancun for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancun was fun. You guys went right after I went, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. We were like like a few, like a day apart. Something like that. Yes, I believe so. But um, I don't have a specific place. But if I could say like a specific region that I've been, yeah. If you notice, uh, the Northeast. The, no, uh, so Washington, Boston, New York, like those yeah, area right there. Yeah, you went to Boston. Uh, yeah, like uh, back in October. Yeah, during the, during the World Series. Yeah, <laughs> you were getting hate because of your. Yep, got went with my one of my best friends and now his fiance too. Oh. Yeah, it was a proposal trip as well. Wow. <laughs> I was there as a spectator, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, but we went to Boston. We arrived. We were in the Astros gear. Um, and yeah, we were getting some mean looks at the airport <laughs> at Boston. Yeah, because it was right after that series. Yep, right. Yep, landed on Saturday right after. Uh, they had left after yeah. the Astros left. Even I even purposely went to Academy to line up, get my AOCS shirt. That way I could have it ready for my for flight trip. later. Yep. <laughs> Got to spice it up. Yeah, but I would say the Northeast region of the United States. That's like awesome. I mentioned when in October and it feels like fall. Not like summer right now. No, okay. Yeah, no, it feels <laughs> summer right now in Houston. It's summer in Houston. Uh, in December too, but you, um, yeah, I, I think the Northeast really true experiences the the seasons, mm-hmm. right? So there's a diff- there's actually four seasons over there. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's it's I I always wanted to go because of the history. Oh yes, that that's pretty cool too. Yeah, because it's like the oldest, you know, the 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 colonies, you know, they were there, and a, a town like Boston, who's what's so historic, probably one of the oldest towns. I guess other than Jamestown, but like, yeah, it's a lot of history. Uh, okay, so this one, this one will probably be easy. But what is your uh, your favorite item that you bought this year? Favorite item? Yeah, uh, it had to probably be the engagement ring. The engagement <laughs> ring. That's right. You recently proposed. Yes. Recently. So it took a while, um, because it it's it was shipped internationally from a town in Israel. Oh shit! Tel Tel Aviv, something like. That. Sorry if I, for any listeners out there, Israeli I, listeners. Yes. Getting mad because you're butchering it. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Tel Aviv, Tel something like that. Uh, but yes, but it came all the way from Israel. It took about almost a month or about a month to get here. Yeah. So it was actually a ring that my fiance had picked out. Um, because I had picked out some ones, um, but she was like, no, I don't like it. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, happy, happy life, happy wife, happy, happy life. life. Yeah. 
So I was like, all right, that's my motto. Wow. <laughs> and did, when when uh when you did it, did she know or like was it surprising or? Um yeah, so we actually went to the Nutcracker Ballet at the nice. Warden Theater, but it it didn't happen there. She thought it was gonna happen there because she uh... had dressed up and everything. And I think at that point she knew I had the ring already because yeah. I forgot to hide it. <laughs> so she already knew that it was about to to go down. But it didn't happen in the Nutcracker. It happened about a week and a half later, or about a, or seven six days later, um, where I staged it, or where I told her, okay, we're gonna go to this Christmas holiday photo shoot in a tree uh, tree farm mm-hmm. where they have a bunch of Christmas trees. So we went there. She was just thinking. Um, all right, we're just going to take pictures to have around the house or whatever. And then during the first few minutes of the photo shoot, the photographer, the photographer and I had already talked about this is going to be a proposal. Yeah. yeah. So, but I never knew what the cue was going to be. Oh, so, no. Yeah. So she just said, all right, Eric, is there something you want to do? And then that was just looking at her with a blank stare. And I was, what, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. And then she said it again. Is there something that you need to do? And my girlfriend, well, fiance was confused. And then I was like, oh, shit, right. The, the ring box that I had tucked uh, in my pants, in my back. And I said, okay, fuck. So I was like, okay, just stand right there. I'm tying my shoes. That's what I said. So I got down on one knee. I got the box out from my back. And then I, I had it open already, right? And then I just said, hey, can you turn around and help me with my, or help me out here? So she turned around, kind of like, what the fuck? You know, what yeah, do you need me? caught her off guard. Yeah, That's awesome. What That's do you need awesome. help with your shoes? Yeah, so she turned around, got caught off guard, and she was just, like, freaking out. Oh, that's great. That's and fantastic. Then, and then she said, yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, man. That's, yeah, I mean, you can't really be too sneaky when you're all living together, huh? Yeah, no, you got you to gotta hide the stuff. Just, you know, surprises. Don't be hiding no... Other, other shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm not promoting that here. <laughs> not, not get it clear. This is this is good, 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 uh, beneficial stuff yeah, for so, your, your significant other. Yeah, not. so don't be poking around or nothing. I mean, <laughs> you do you whatever you yeah, want. You, but to yeah. your interpretation. Yeah, but yeah, I I just don't like her finding like surprises because yeah. I know she likes like thoughtful surprises yeah. thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a great story. Uh, okay, so what? Uh, do we go back to the best piece of advice? Um, yeah. Yeah, let's go back let's to that see. one. So what best best piece of advice you've ever received? Ooh, theme. I think I can't pinpoint maybe like an exact person, but I guess just an advice. And I guess when you mash it up together, um, I guess just strive to do good every day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good thing that I would say. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of don't, don't take things too lightly. Right? Like, you know, have fun, whatever, yeah. and then also be serious. And then just, um, I guess, just reflect, like, on every day on how far you've come. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. That's important. I like to do that every now and then, but it can be good and bad because sometimes you get yeah. stuck thinking on, on things you could have changed mm-hmm. or things would have, how we were talking about earlier, like that show Hightower, like, what oh, if this yeah. would have happened. I mean, that can be dangerous, uh, getting stuck in, the, in, a, in a rabbit hole in your mind, but. But yeah, I think it's also important to acknowledge. Yeah, and as the year ends, if you think about it, the the year flew by, of course. Crazy. <laughs> but you sit down and you're like, all right, what what did I do? What happened today? Like, I know you started uh, at UT. Yeah. You were at the main campus. I mean, 
That's crazy. You went to all these football games, tailgates, like badass of, experiences. A lot of L's. A lot of <laughs> that L's. Experienced a lot of L's. <laughs> but the but the tailgates were W's. Yeah. For sure. That's it. Yeah. That's a that's a model at Texas State too. Yeah. Because we, we always lose every game. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, like the knowledge that you gained through like the different classes you've taken, mm-hmm. and then all of the different new guests that you've had on the podcast yeah. throughout the year, like different experiences that you heard. Yeah, so those are good examples. Yeah, good so, so I guess like the advice would be, you know, take time to reflect on how far you've come. Great advice. Bam. That's great advice, Eric. Okay, uh, and then this, this is the last question here that I have for you is uh, what book, movie, podcast have you read, heard, seen lately? Uh, would you recommend it and why? Oof, um, I know we talked a little bit about this before the podcast on stuff that we've been watching. Ted Lasso, of course. Great show. Um, Shush. I think maybe a book just uh, that you could read based on like the times that we're going through now, like mainly like economic times mm-hmm. um, would be this book called Tax Free Wealth. It's basically a book that kind of talks about um, like things that you can do to help your taxes um, with your finances and whatnot, um, because inflation's happening. Things are getting out of control in terms of price. Um, and then you just have to kind of know, okay, going into this next year, how can I better manage my, my money? Because, yeah. yeah. So that's a good book to read. Maybe some things won't be able to apply to like the everyday person, but it's just, I would say like good overall general business advice on how to like treat your finances. Uh-huh. Um, so that's a, that's a good book to start what, what off. What's it called again? Uh, Tax-Free Wealth. Tax-Free Wealth. Yeah. So it's on Amazon. I think it's about $14 for the copy, unless it's unless it rose in price it's a good book i would recommend oh it's by uh tom tom keith tom Wheelwright. Ah, tom is it tax free wealth how to build a massive wealth i believe so it's purple that's the guy that wrote rich that oh it's oh okay not the one that rich that okay oh tom Wheelwright. yeah cpa okay yeah tom Wheelwright. there we go that's the one. So not the other one. The other one was the Rich Dad Poor Dad author. Yeah, this guy. This guy. Well, this... I think it's the same guy actually. Is it? Uh, I think. Oh yeah, it is the same. Yeah, guy. yeah, it is the same guy. But that book, though, this book that we're looking at. Okay. What about like? Uh, what are you watching on? Uh... Oh, he's an accountant too, huh? <laughs> CPA. Um, something that I finished watching, or um, let's see, I kind of watch a lot of shows along with my fiance that we somehow get into. Mm-hmm. So like a, I guess like a girly one would be like Emily in Paris. <laughs> Emily in Paris. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's it's funny because I I've heard of Emily in Paris, uh, and I you know my friends are watching season two and I finally understood what Emily does because I was like, why is Emily in Paris in the first place? Yeah, she's a fucking marketer, dude. She does what I well similar fields that I was in, and I was like, what the fuck? So now I'm intrigued to watch it. Yeah. So, but you like it? It's good. I, I liked it. I watched Lily these, Collins. Yeah, I, I'm which kinda, I didn't know was Phil Collins' daughter, mm. the the singer uh, from Tarzan <laughs> that everybody knows. <laughs> I can feel it coming in the end. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, no worries. So I finished watching season two uh, right now. Uh, I'm waiting for the Harry Potter special on HBO Max. HBO Max. That's gonna be so great. I'm, I'm ready that's for that. So. Uh, did you see the new trailer for Fantastic Beast? Yes, I did. They look really cool. It did. 
I, I saw somewhere like the the meme of like when did Dumbledore went where where like where what point in Dumbledore's life did he decide to stop wearing suits and <laughs> just wear pajamas? Oh yeah, two campus. <laughs> That's funny because he looks really like swagged out in those yeah, movies. Yeah, a lot, like, a really lot of uh, on the con. dapper. Yeah. yeah, really dapper with his little coma. Yeah, I don't know. Uh okay. Uh, what about podcasting? Podcasting you recommend to the listeners or? Uh, I recommend this one, of course. This is a great one. <laughs> Um, actually, I haven't been listening to podcasts as much as I would like to. I usually just uh, listen to like the sports podcasts. Yeah. Um, one of them is just Undisputed with Skip and Shannon. Oh, Those guys crack me up. But in terms of like a podcast, like different topics, um, I haven't been listening. I mean, I listen to this one, of course. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but no, I stopped listening to, I don't know why. So I need to get back and kind of find my way again but mm-hmm. one that i really liked that i would listen to a lot of time was um well me being like the business person i am oh, uh, on, on npr it called how it's built or how i built this so yeah uh, yeah people like something that like that yeah uh, it talks about different like ceos or cfos, CFOs come out and talk about from it. the biggest companies you can think of talk they about come it. Out and, 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 wow so my favorite episodes were like the airbnb one or the chipotle one um what other one? Oh, five guys. Five guys. Yeah, I need to take a listen to another another guest. Brought it up. Uh, I think Olga had brought it up. Uh, forgot to listen to it. I, it's because I listen to, I listen to all sports. So I listen to uh, uh, part of my take is is a big one that I listen to a lot. Um, oh, sorry. I also listen to Pat Pat McAfee. Too. Pat McAfee. Yep, he's good too. Uh, I started listening one to one on on Barstool. That's about English soccer because I love. Uh, EPL. Oh, oh yeah, those barstool ones are entertaining. Yeah, too. they got they got two EPL ones, so those are really good. I think it's uh, one with troops and one. Um, it's uh, I can't tell you, but it's 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 from a Tottenham point of view. So I love Tottenham too. Mm. So, so, <laughs> so I was like, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, let's go. Um, but that's that's pretty much it. Sorry, I was trying to look for that podcast name. I can't find it. Sorry. Um, but that's it, Eric. Right, that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much yeah, for coming thank on, you. Thank you for having me and for dinner. Oh yeah, no, thank, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, for the listeners, I'll probably until next time. Until next time, happy New Year's, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.